With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, we're going to do one thing above all others today. We're going to try to be less white. Not sure what that means, but uh, we will read you. The director director from Coca-Cola, they sent their employees to um, sensitivity training, and they want them to be less white. So do we. We'll see. Also, uh, on Saturday Night Live, it wasn't funny, but uh, Michael Che made an anti-Semitic joke. We'll play you that, and we'll ask, you know, is Che going to be in any kind of trouble? Probably not. He's a good liberal. Uh, Deion Sanders made his debut for Jackson State and uh, a little up and down. Got the win, but uh, lost, we think, lost some of his valuables. And uh, Cam Newton got in a little spat with a punk-ass kid with a spoiled brat at a football camp. We will come to the defense of Cameron Newton all that today and much, much more on the Callahan Podcast brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Callahan, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, before we begin here on this Monday, uh, February 22nd, I got a request of uh, both you guys, Mute Man and uh, Dave Cullinane. I would like today and going forward, I would like you to be less white. Do you think you could do that? I mean, that's, that's asking a lot from you, too. <laughs> I'm like the palest guy you'll ever see. So, I mean, yes, yes. Uh, I don't know if I can oblige. What, what, uh, I, I can oblige. I mean, that was. And, that's not hard for me. How would you be less white? You're going to change, you know, the way you dress. You're going to change the way you talk. I'm going to stop listening to Lisa Loeb. I'm going to stop listening to some other musicians I, that are. Yeah, I, 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 I listen to, I listen to Kenny Chesney and, and Eric Church. I don't oh, think yeah. that's, they're out. They're out. Yep. No more Toby <laughs> Keith, unfortunately. Yep. No, definitely no more Toby Keith if you want to be less white. So what do I have to listen to? Do I have to listen to uh, what's the stallion's Lil name? Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty. 
Oh, you got Juice World. Yeah, well, 24K. Is it 24K Golden? Is he the one with Mood? That's my jam. Meg, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get into Megan the Stallion. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, Young, DZ. Young DZ. There's a bunch of stuff. I see these things pass by on my children. I mean, we're stuff. big Cardi B guys. We were all in on the WAP craze yeah. earlier. Yeah. This I'm podcast, down so. is, yeah. is Lil Is Lil Poopy still around, Dave? Do you know? Uh, Poopy? I don't know. I mean, I haven't frequented uh, the Spotify page of Lil Poopy recently. Uh, I know he's around. Big down the South Shore, I'm sure he's big with uh, big. mutes. Big in the suburban, in the big, yes, big in the suburb. Yes. Yeah. If you if you're confused at what we're talking about, it's it kind of made the rounds over the weekend. A a uh, Coca Cola, no small corporation, Coca Cola forced its uh, employees. I think just as white employees, because what would be the point of sending people who aren't white to a um, sensitivity training? <laughs> and part of the training was. Uh, um, to be less white. And you think I'm making that up or exaggerating? It literally says, I'm looking at the uh, s- the images from like the um, slideshow or whatever, the video that goes along with this. Um, I don't know if it was virtual or in-person training, but it literally says, uh, there we go. We have it on our screen. To be less white is to be less oppressive, less arrogant. I don't know if I could do that either. No. Less, less certain. I need some help. That's going to happen for Jerry. This is way out of your realm. You're way <laughs> past the point of no return on this, Jerry. Less defensive, less just white. And be more humble. Listen, believe. Break with apathy. Break with white solidarity. All right. Help me out with this one, Mute. What is be less certain? You don't want to be certain. You want to be, what, confused? You want to be uh, empathetic. Un- I think this is poor, yeah, this is a poor a poor attempt at trying to get people to uh, be a little more empathetic, understand other people, listen to other people. Well, that I, I, I can see, but what, is, what does that have to do with stated? I know it's just not stated the right way. I think that's oh. the big the big. You, you're past that. That's never going to happen for you. It's just it's you're, a, you're at it, that point. That's right. slide, this next slide reads, in the U.S. and other Western nations, white people are socialized to feel that they are inherently superior because they are white. Research shows that by age three to four, children understand that it's better to be white. That is a freaking lie. I'm not sure who put this stupid slideshow together. Uh, Coca-Cola is denying that they're using it, although we actually can see it. We can see the actual images, the slides. Some whistleblower ratted them out. Um, when you're age three or four, they don't even see race. We, we, it's at some point we drill it into their heads that their skin color matters more than anything in the world. That's the lessons they're getting today. If they ever go back to school, maybe it's good that they don't go to school. If they ever go back to school, um, they will learn that nothing matters more in today's society. Uh, it's a fairly new phenomenon, but, uh, we, we take Martin Luther King's uh, teachings and we flip them on their head and we tell kids nothing matters more than your uh, pigmentation. This is a lie that kids at three to four understands better to be white better. Well, uh, we could do, maybe this is for the, the off air show, like the, the after show GCP, but we could do um, uh, they, their whole course is on LinkedIn. So it's understanding oh. what it means to be white, challenging what it means to be racist. We could do a little screen share wow. and just run through the course together and see if it changes. That's true. We could, I could assemble all open, the, open your eyes. Yeah. Well, assemble all you guys, because I got to be honest with you. I'm thinking of Shattuck and and uh, and well, Reading help too. I and mean, Turtle Boy and, and and Cullinane and and yes. you mute and you're all a little too white for me. I need you to be less white. Could you do that? We we could try. I mean, Reamer is our only diversity, and he's pretty white too. I mean, well, he's, 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 we could use some help around here. To be honest, he's he's, he's whiter than any of us, uh, yeah. even though he is. Uh, 
um, a minority class, but uh, we can get into that with uh, Reamer another day. But uh, this is at three to four years old that you identify being a superior. That's tough. I, I've, I've, I guess it's just weird for me. I don't, I don't really look at it that way. I'm, I'm I think it's a lot. Right. Look at kids on the playground and you have, I'm sure, whatever, six, seven, eight, nine. They don't think there's any difference. They don't see race. They're colorblind the way everyone should be. It's only when they get older. It's, I don't know what age that, that in this today's society, particularly this very moment in time, they're told that nothing matters more than their race. Um, it, it's a mistake. It's a, it's, 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 it's insane that we teach them that, but we do. And it's only going to get worse with the current climate and, um, in the United States, but uh, whatever. I, I I guess they were uh, caught doing this, and now they're saying they don't they don't teach this and they don't uh, force their employees. Have you been ever been to sensitivity training from your uh, at your uh, line of work? Mute. Uh, no, I, I've, I've fortunately I've killed the line. I was a, a rule follower. I think, you know, I well actually I got in trouble for an email, but that's because I just didn't have the right title in it. I wasn't putting bad. Uh, so I've, I've, I've been a couple. That, all right, but uh, I, I think it's the the most disappointing part is that Coca Cola was probably coming from a good place and and what they were trying to do and they they, the delivery was just terrible at best. I've I've been to it a couple of times and I can tell you how it works. Everybody in sensitivity training is just trying to get through it. Nobody's actually listening and learning and taking it to heart. Everybody's just get me through this, you know. Let me you know check that box. I made it through a sensitivity training, uh, and and I, I'm sure this is the same way. People are probably if they're virtual, people are probably sitting there in their underwear saying, "Just let me get through the day for this nonsense about being less oppressive and less certain, less certain." I need to. Someone explain that to me. I want to be less certain. Can you make me, you know, more confused here? But uh, all right, we'll uh, we'll work on that another day, so we can actually get this curriculum. I got. I'd have to yes. pay for it. Yeah. I can actually unlock it with a free trial via LinkedIn. So I'm actually oh, a free trial. Yeah. Wait, LinkedIn Premium. I'm I'm actually a LinkedIn Premium uh, well, member, so I, we can do. You, right here. If I had to pay for, it, I'd go to mute. He could give me his password. There you go. Fantastic. It's a great right. tool to interact with people that you haven't met. Um, all right. Well, uh, why don't we do one at a time? I'm going to require everybody to be less white as we move as we move forward. I got I got a couple you, more questions for you here. You guys need some help. That's that's all I'm saying. There's a long list of stuff you guys got to fix. Yeah, like mm -hmm. what? Like I mean, what? you're not very sensitive, Jerry. You're no. very certain on a lot of things. You're not very open to other things. I, I just think you got a lot of steps along the way that you got to really start figuring out. I mean, yeah. Coca-Cola should have just been de well, dedicated right to you. Hopefully, uh, course, everything about you. Hopefully, this course spits out like the checklist at the end. You know, right. like you, you can hold us accountable and we can live our yeah. lives a different way. Yeah, I forward. think it's a good thing to maybe you should print out and put next to your your desk there so you can focus <laughs> on that every day, kind of like a goals list. Yeah. All right, I, I will do that. I'll try to be less certain. Um, uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do now. What do you What do you want to? I don't have. Any, I don't know. What do you think? Do you have any idea? What do you want to do? Stuff. When in doubt, stuff. Am I good and uh, uncertain? I want to be uncertain so I can uh, pass this test, and I want to be less white. So I'm gonna. I don't know what else I'm doing. What else? What else do you do other? I'm than not gonna lie though, and be like the idiots on Twitter who are like, "I'm never having Coke again. I'm a Pepsi guy now." Like, let's be, come on, let's be real. Like, yeah, you know I'm not. I mean? I'm not good at uh, boycotting. I, no. I'm good at mocking things. But I'm not good at saying I'm never gonna have Coke again. You know what? The, we'll find out tomorrow that Pepsi sends his employees to something even worse. Yeah, it's true. Uh, um, I, I'm. I don't. 
I don't think I've ever like organized or really supported a boycott. I mean, I do things like I did cancel HBO because John Oliver and Bill Maher were annoying me. Uh, but, and, and some days I wish I didn't, but that's okay. You know, you got to take a stand, but I don't think I'm a big boycotter and I certainly don't, uh, don't cancel people. Uh, I mean, not that I could, if I wanted to, oh, you, d- you double down, you, you yes. hate watch SNL. I hate watch. Exactly right. Exactly and we, right. Instead of boycotting, you like tape and review. Yeah. You, yes, rally, the tro- you rally the troops around I, the hate. <laughs> yes. I literally did. And I'll do it again. That. You know, uh, well, let's get to that because I watched Saturday night live, uh, hate watched. And it was unbelievable. The, the musical guest called big bunny, I mean, would I be less white if I started listening to Bad, Big Bunny? Bad Bunny, by the way. Yeah, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. I'm sorry. Bad yeah. Bunny. I'm sorry, See, Colin. Be less white. Oh, That's terrible. Yeah, Bad Bunny. Okay. Okay. I mean, it was so awful. And I've seen some bad musical acts. And a lot of times I see musical acts and I don't get it. Bad Bunny sucked. I mean, really sucked. I'm going, this can't. But you thought the weekend sucked too after the Super Bowl. And I, I like it. Well, the weekend was 100 times better than Bad Bunny. Uh, <laughs> Bad Bunny weekend, I actually think that Bad Bunny is the number one guy on Spotify. I, 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 I'll look it up. But I really? Well, he's terrible. And by the way, he had a hot chick singing with him. And then yeah. they like made out at the end. I don't know if they're boyfriend or girlfriend or husband I or saw wife. That. Well, she was like the lead act and he was like her backup singer. She was doing a bigger, she had a bigger role in their, in their performance than he did. So I'm not sure. Is Bad Bunny the name of a band or is it a guy? Uh, it's a guy. It's Bad Bunny. Wait, yeah. He's also a wrestler. So he hits my, he's like a trifecta. Man. I don't have a third, but he would be a trifecta See, guy. For like me. Jerry just thinks that the singer is the one that's making all the music. Like he had to make all the tunes and he yeah. like has to put all it all together. He's the composer of the whole thing. That's don't tell me. This Are song you- right now has 620 million listens on Spotify. Oh my God. Are you a fan mute? I've I've heard that song. Yeah, you know, like that song? yeah. <laughs> I hear a lot of stuff. It's so beauty of having teenage sons. You, they okay, are you telling me this song has six hundred million? Six hundred twenty million. The one below that has two hundred forty million. The one below that has a hundred forty million. Oh, it, yeah, he's he's got to be the most he's, listened to artist. Hey, he's killing. It. Yeah, he's crushing it right now. And did you happen to see his performance on SNL this weekend? Either of you guys? No, I don't watch okay. SNL. I can't tell you the last. I think the last time I watched SNL was like when Chris Farley was on. Okay, well, you're going to have to start watching the musical acts because I need you to be less white. You need to start watching uh, Bad Bunny. I'm telling you, I I, I was focused on it because it was so freaking bad. And I'm going, this can't be that big a hit, but I guess it is. So what do I know? But anyway, I wanted to see how they would handle the Ted Cruz slash uh, Andrew Cuomo scandals, and I use my quotation finger fingers, and I also had to see because I I hate watch it like the next day usually, the big controversy with Michael Che, and Michael Che made a uh, anti-Semitic joke, clearly, obviously anti-Semitic. Michael Che will have no issues, no problem at all because he's Michael Che and he's a good liberal and he can say whatever he wants. But first, they finally they hadn't touched uh, Andrew Cuomo. And if you're just starting to pay attention, you know that Andrew Cuomo literally sent at least 15,000 senior citizens to their death. He did it with a March 25th order. Uh, We've had Janice Dean, who lost her in-laws. We've had her on the the podcast. We've talked about it many, many times. Finally, you know, the, 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 the wolves are at the door. Finally, justice, it appears, is going to come. And, and, and Cuomo will finally face the truth here. Uh, it's great. He's an arrogant bastard. He's a he's a bully. He he tried to get 
uh, one uh, politician, this guy, Kim, tried to get him to roll over. The guy wouldn't do it. The guy ratted him out, which is great. Everybody's getting to see, getting to know the real Andrew Cuomo. It's, it's in my opinion, it is literally the worst political scandal in American history. And if you want to refute me on that, tell me one that it cost 15,000 lives. I've done this on Twitter. Nobody can do it. Watergate, you know, Obama using the IRS to go after his enemies, whatever, anything Trump did, there's nothing that literally sent at least 15,000 people to their death. And then he covered it up. Then he lied about it. Then he uh, threatened other lawmakers. It's an, just an unbelievable, epic scandal. I knew they would do this. They made it. They lumped it in with Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, who went on a flight to Cancun when his home state, Texas, was going through a deep freeze and a lot of people lost power. It had no water. Cruz got on a flight, went to Cancun, literally spent, I think it was less than 12 hours, and was on a flight back. I mean, and as soon as he got back, he said, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done it. What more can you say? He said, a mistake. The house was freezing. The kids want to go away. I mean, if <laughs> what would you do, Mute, if you were home and your kids were freezing and your house was 30 degrees? Uh, one, I would slowly drip the water so my pipes wouldn't freeze. That's good. That's step number one. Right. Um, two, I would use better judgment as a political official to then do that. It's a bad look. It's terrible. It's 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 the same thing as Newsom going to dinner at, at French Laundry out there, but right? because you're you're showing the arrogance that you don't need to be around. No, I am so and, I'm so sick of the I, PR game in politics. But I, it's, it's like, just it's a poor it's poor judgment because you know Ted like Ted Cruz. He is being watched by all, everyone. So you yeah. know that you're a target for that. So whether it's wrong or, or not, it's going to be bad public perception because they're looking for him to do something like that. And he walked right into it. Correct. Just, and he's the most hated, <clears throat> the most hated politician. And they needed that because heaven, they couldn't just let the Cuomo thing continue to go because it was just getting too much traction. When the New York Times is talking about how how Andrew Cuomo um you know, did this and, and put a lot of people under in the nursing home care, then, you know, it's getting real. So that something needed to happen to divert some of that attention. And the sad part is it, it was perpetuated. And then you still if you get you from forget and like not even putting everyone to their death. You wrote a book about how great you were in handling a crisis, which was still in the middle of crisis. And then it was publicized by your brother used in his airways. I can't imagine the lawsuits that are going to come from this because it's got to be it's going to be epic. And, and I, I can't imagine if someone had someone that that died in a nursing home that they're not going to look for retribution. You know, what's worse than um, uh, you, you talk about Cruz. You say it's a bad look, right? Bad look that. But that is his defense. In my mind, that's his defense. It's a look. It didn't do anything that hurt anybody. I mean, it wasn't like if he stayed in Texas, people would have had heat or people would have not died. So it's a look. And I agree. It's a bad optic. If you're in politics, you have to consider optics. Right. Just like when he came home, he immediately went to some, I don't know what some place where they hand out and he's handing out water right. yeah. and, and, and people said, Oh, look at, he's trying to make, they're both just looks. Neither makes a real difference. Well, so but you're talking about are, st are suffering because they don't have power because of, you know, whatever, however the power companies are because of the weather, they want their politicians. They're trying to do everything possible to make it better. They want them another look. That's a look that you have to be present to show that you empathize. We're all so with pathetic that we give a shit about looks yeah. like this. Correct. I, give true, a though. I give a shit about, um, uh, what's, what's his, 
uh, why my boy can accuse uh, the uh, JJ Watt handing out water. Right. Do you know what, I, mean? what I give a shit that, about is that gas is now gas at the pump is now up sixty cents since November. Yeah. That's what I give but, a shit right. about. But, a but, but, my tank. but again, <laughs> say the, water. the look is bad, and the, on one day the look is good on the next day. It's just a look, and that's I understand it's a big part of politics. That's why um, Cruz said it was a mistake. I shouldn't have done it, and. If you're an adult and you're not a child, you say it didn't really matter. I mean, it's a bad look, but it didn't matter. What Cuomo did was the exact opposite. He made it uh, an order, refused to use the comfort ship because that would have made Trump look good. He put people in nursing homes who were coronavirus positive. It spread like wildfire. It killed thousands and thousands of senior citizens, people's parents and grandparents. That's not a look. That's a deed. And that's a an evil deed, in my opinion. The two very different things. <clears throat> and I want to go back to your uh, comparison to uh, Gavin Newsom going to the French Laundry. It's not that either, because Ted Cruz didn't stand and, and, and give a speech to the people of Texas and say, do not fly to Cancun. Do not leave the state. Do not go anywhere warm. If he did that, and then he went somewhere warm, then it would have been Gavin Newsom. Then it would have been, you name the Democrat politician, Lori uh, Lightfoot, uh, uh, Gretchen Whitmer, uh, Phil Murphy, they're all a bunch of hypocrites. Uh, 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 Northam, Ralph Northam in Virginia, those are people who said one thing and did another. In fact, there's a guy in his state, the mayor of Austin, did a video from Cabo telling people to stay home. That's not a bad look. That's just utter hypocrisy. And that's it, it, as cynical as it gets. Ted Cruz didn't tell people, don't go stay home. I mean, if if it were uh, if he weren't a politician, if he were you know CEO or if he whatever, if he were you know anything else, and he went somewhere warm because his kids were freezing, you'd say I don't blame him. I'd do the same thing. The only reason people are upset is because it doesn't look good, and he admitted it didn't look good. But anyway, not only did um, Saturday Night Live and others, I mean, he Cruz handed this to his opposition. He's the most hated guy in America now that Trump is gone. Half the country sees him as kind of that face of the right of, of the opposition to to Biden, and and he's a a, a despised figure. I understand don't you, that. Do you think DeSantis is on that list too? He's getting there. He's getting I there. Mean, it's hard. It's hard. Everything going down in Florida right now. He's definitely on the list. See, they I think they they don't hate him. They envy him quietly. They say, "Boy, he did everything right. Why don't we have a governor like that?" <laughs> It's and and it's amazing, mute. That six eight months ago, the media was criticizing DeSantis and holding up Cuomo as an example of of great right. leadership, and, and like you said, reckless and irresponsible for right. opening and, things up. And I think it is the greatest. I mean, we can get to DeSantis, but it's the greatest um, kick uh, start to a presidential campaign <laughs> I think we've ever seen. He's the leading candidate in twenty twenty four for the Republicans, and. His campaign right now has a simple message. Look what I did and, and look what they look how I handled the greatest crisis of our lifetimes. And he handled it right. And people like Cuomo and Charlie Baker handled it wrong. It's simple. It's black and white. Look at me. I'm doing everything right. I hope he runs because I think people he's are flocking to his state. People from up north are flocking to a state. They, especially as you know, you go through the weather and you get the continued lack of in person learning. Um, for right. schools, families are just, you can just see it. You're, you're seeing the migration of people going down there because they just don't want to deal with it anymore. Right. And 
kudos to him. Florida is just a, it's a completely different world. It, it they really wanna is. Live, they want to live in free America, Mute. I was there for a few days. I know you were there. And you just get off the plane, and it just feels different. And what he did was simple. He protected the elderly, the vulnerable. He protected the nursing homes. And he let everyone else live their lives, run their businesses, go to school. I say this every time another restaurant closes, shutters its doors in, uh, in Boston or in Massachusetts, where Charlie Baker has destroyed thousands and thousands of small businesses. And people say, well, it's not his fault. It's the pandemic. It's the virus. Well, that's not true because if a restaurant and the latest uh, was this Eastern Standard, very popular restaurant in, yeah. near Fenway, pregame, postgame for Red Sox, closed their doors. Um, and every day there's two or three more. I'm out in the city all the time and you just see it. Thanks for years of, you know, the you know, service and, 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 and we're sorry, but we're closing our doors. If that restaurant, if Eastern Standard were in, you know, Orlando or in Jacksonville, it would be doing fine. The same restaurant, hell, there's a restaurant in the, I think it was uh, down the South Shore, yeah, called Studio Kitchen down in your neighborhood. Not only did it um, close because of Charlie Baker's overreaction to the virus, it's moving. It's moving to Nevada. It's moving to Las Vegas. So a restaurant right. can't make it here. They're moving to st a state. It's not as free as Florida, but it's more free and certainly will open up sooner than Massachusetts. I was actually talking to uh, a gentleman. I was at the Fours in Norwell, and this gentleman used to manage the Fours in downtown, and he was talking about how that building is now gutted. It is. Uh, I, so walk by it, I walk by it all, every day. I walk by it every day. It's unbelievable, Mute. It's sad. The whole place is gutted. It's and just that. And he's wondering, like, like what they're what they're going to put in there like because okay say that all of a sudden tomorrow everything opens up he goes it's going to take at least a year to put in another bar into that place and it's zoned for that so they can't like just turn it into a condo you know what i mean so the building's just empty but it's going to take people think that you're just going to flick a switch and it's going to go right back to work it's not he's like 20 percent. he said 20 percent of rest downtown restaurants in boston are open 20% right, are open. So 80% are gone. Right. I mean, <laughs> that's wonderful. About that. and, and it's all because of the, it's not the virus. I mean, we see it in Florida. It's not the virus. I mean, maybe it was for a while, but people figured things out. God knows young people understand now that they're not vulnerable. They can go out, they can live their lives. All kinds of stupid rules like the, you know, the curfew, 930 curfew they had, the 25%. I mean, he did everything. The, the, the governor, in Massachusetts, much like the governor in New Jersey, New York, Michigan, did everything in their power to destroy these small businesses. And I don't know how anyone could ever support them for re-election. I mean, the idea that they, that they're that tone deaf, that they see what they're doing to small businesses, and they essentially doubled down. I mean, it happened with gyms. They were allowed to open up and then closed. And they were allowed, if they followed these rules, they could open, but then they made more rules and restrictions. And just destroyed them, destroyed their spirit, their you know their their desire to even be in business. They've just ruined the whole atmosphere for entrepreneurs in in these in these deep uh, blue states. And that's all we're going to see with DeSantis runs in two years or whatever it'll be. You're going to say that guy did it right, they did it wrong. It's a it's a great message. But let me finish with the uh, <coughs> Cruz and Cuomo because. They had a Cruz character in SNL, and then they had a Cuomo. Cuomo was uh, Pete Davidson, who didn't, didn't do a bad job for him. Um, and they literally said, Cuomo said to Cruz, don't lump me in with you. You know, I'm not as bad as you. 
They literally made Cruz out to be a worse scandal because he went to Cancun for 12 hours as opposed to standing in, you know, some you know, town square or whatever in Texas and making it look good. They literally said that he's worse than Cuomo who killed 15,000 senior citizens. So I was expecting it to be uh, ridiculous. And it was, and uh, in S on SNL, and you saw a lot of people like saying, lumping Cruz in with Cuomo. And again, Cruz's fault. He shouldn't have gone to Cancun. It gave him this, this out, this, this gift. But the idea that he did anything close to as bad as Cuomo is comical. He wasn't even as bad, I'll say it again, as all these hypocrites who said one thing and did another. He didn't say one thing and do another. He did something dumb, but he was back the next day. He was handing out weird. It's, and I'm not defending him. He's an idiot. But it's also a weird time where like in with the pandemic and, and all the rules that are in place, it's kind of like one, you can work from anywhere. And two, people don't want to be near you anyway right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's kind of like it, it almost makes sense in a way where it's like, OK, I'm just going to go somewhere else where I can be comfortable and still do my job via telephone, via computer, via, because all these rules are in place that prohibit me from being near you people anyway. I mean, yeah. and, and if you were literally a Cancun thing, you yeah, know, oh, sure, sure. You've been to Cancun. Have you been to Cancun? I've been to Cancun. Spring I know break in Cancun. I'm sure there's like whistle. They're blowing whistles and throwing shots. And yeah, you, you know, think Ted Cruz is that guy? Yeah, absolutely. He's <laughs> yeah. at a phone party. Yeah, I'm sure well, he's, well, it was like, unbelievable. There were media outlets, New York Post, TMZ, that had, were taking pictures of Cruz's wife and daughters Ugh. on the beach. He was back in, in Texas handing out water and they were on the beach and they were like paparazzi taking pictures of his wife. And I'm going, what the hell, what is she doing? She didn't do anything. I bet you anyone with means in Texas mute, anyone who had the money would get out. Their house is freezing. Their kids are freezing. They have no water. I mean, if you can get to Cancun or get to wherever, anywhere warm, you're going to go. I mean, yeah, yeah, but have some balls and say, I wanted my kids out of here. Don't say like it was my kid's idea. That was a, that's another bad, stupid look. Cause you're, was you're asking for it on like your that. kid is not yeah, you're a good asking, look. And you're asking for them to start taking shit. That was part of the SNL skit. Yeah. And it was accurate. It was like, now it's going to F with those kids. Cause they're all, they're the reason these headlines are all, are all over the place. Yeah, hey, I want to go to Cancun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if, but if it was just somewhere, you know, like some unknown Texas, I mean, Mexican place, Cancun just sounds bad, but hell, if I were there, it's bad. <laughs> if you've ever been there, Cancun's got some stuff. I've, I've been there a few <laughs> times, and it's great. And I would go if I were him. In fact, last time I went, I went with uh, these friends of ours from Houston, and we were so jealous. They had a, like an hour flight, and they were on the beach in Cancun. It was like, you know, us going to New York or something. They, they right. they're, you know, if if it gets a little chilly in Texas or whatever, they can go to Cancun for a weekend. That's uh, true. Yeah, people don't factor in like the actual process. Isn't that difficult to go from where not, he is to Cancun? That's like me going to the Cape or something like that. True, it's probably quicker. Yeah. I, so I, I like called that. my friend, or I texted my friend, and I'm like, I hope you're okay. You're, you know, you're not uh, suffering, whatever, in, in Houston. And he said, yeah, we had no power for uh, two days, but we're good now. It's 65 degrees, and I'm on my way to the golf course. My next tech text was F you. you know? Yeah. yeah. They quickly get over it. I, <laughs> I felt badly when I was in Florida watching it go down where they actually showed that there was the most time that the entire, the most snow on the continental United States at one time. Really? Yeah. That's and you know what's amazing, Mute, is people wake up, not a lot, but people wake up and they say, we have to do something about global warming. They wake up on that next day or one of the days here. It's been freezing here, ton of snow. 
right. and they think we have an issue with like they listen to john Kerry, the biggest huckster of all time and say we better do something now or the world will end in nine years it's just nonsense we could do Kerry another day we got a lot of other things to get to i want i want to play michael che for you because i watched this before i knew there was a big controversy and said that is blatantly outwardly anti-semitic but again it's okay because he's michael che it will not be a big deal but it's amazing that somebody like in a meeting or a writer's meeting said yeah let's go with this but can we play the michael che joke that got him in a little bit of hot water dave israel is reporting that they vaccinated half of their population and i'm gonna guess it's the jewish half <laughs> and you know is is Buddy there, Colin Jost, like rolls his eyes. And there was a little bit of uh, ooh in the audience because that's, you know, that is the, I don't want to say the definition, but it's a classic example of anti-Semitism where they take care of the Jewish people because I think like half their population is, or not half, but a number of, uh, a large percentage of their population is, you know, Arab, Christian, whatever. And they say, oh, they just take care of the Jewish people, not the other people, which is a lie. I mean, it's a, not that truth matters here, but it's a lie and it's blatant anti-Semitism. And there were some people, some groups saying he should apologize. And I'm like, well, if he apologizes, it'll be totally insincere. Nothing will happen to him. But if that were, I don't know, who's a, you know, Greg Gutfeld, if that were, who's a right, right wing Lenny Clark, right? There you go. It would be hell to pay. But uh, I guess if you're you're Michael Che, it means uh, never having to say you're sorry. I I think there'll be a little bit of a stir, a little bit of a controversy for a couple of days. But as usual, I mean, does he really? Does he really? Is he really going to apologize? And if the, that does, do they want that? No. At that point in time, no. I don't think so. Anyway, it's, it's better off just to let it go. It, it, to Jerry's point, it was in a writer's room. Like they yeah. endorse this stuff. That doesn't yeah, make, exactly. make television like that. But that's like it wasn't an ad lib. It's a statement. That's what. That's my problem with SNL is they they make statements now where it's like. It, the other characters, to your point of like the old Farley days or whatever, right. they would kind of like break character for a minute and be like, shut up. It's a joke. Move on. You know, right. what I mean? you kind of got that vibe from people. Now it's just like we know we know where it's going. If there's an agenda, I, pop the bottom every episode. You know? I think uh, SNL will make rather than apologize. Michael Che is going to have to go to sensitivity training and they're going to demand he be less white. So <laughs> I think I think that's the I'll answer. Circling back circle of life. <laughs> But but it is. I mean, it's not funny, but nothing they do is very funny anymore. It's just it was clearly, a poor attempt and it clearly out on it, its face. It's clearly anti-Semitic. That is the definition of anti-Semitism right there. But again, he'll just say, Hey, it was a joke. It was a joke, and he'll he'll be fine. He won't have to go to sensitivity training. He won't have to apologize. They will move on. I uh, there, there's a few other people that should apologize after this weekend mute, and one of them is um cam newton cam newton if you haven't seen it yet and and we'll play it hold on before we play it he has one thing going for him it's just kind of chaos if you haven't heard it he gets heckled by a camper at a football camp which tells you how different life is down there they're, they're actually holding for and and show tell me in this meet in this video mute how many people are wearing masks i think like one they're not wearing masks. They're all next to each other. They're playing football. They're at football camps, and they're living their lives. Where Where is this? Do you have uh, the location of this, Dave? Um, is it in uh, 
Carolina, where is he? You don't, yeah, that's a good question. I would assume it would be in Carolina just because that's where his, you know, where his name's the biggest, but I actually don't know where the camper is. I will get it. I will, yeah. um, um, but he gets heckled by a camper, and I, you know, Newton eventually handled it okay, but initially he started telling the kid, I'm rich. Yeah, at Myrtle, Be- at Myrtle Beach. Yep, seven on seven. So, region so South Carolina, weather looks great playing football i love i someday i would like to live in america again they look like they're having a good time but he his reaction when he says how that he's rich is pretty stupid let's be honest but this kid is such a punk he just keeps saying you're a free agent like that's a but why doesn't cam newton say so what i'm a free agent who cares why is that such a put down to say you're a free agent like is he implying that no one wants him yeah, I think it's something like that, but it's also the the fact that he, he's basically calling him trash. He's like, yeah, you're trash. You had a trash season, and you don't, and you you're so bad, you don't even have a team. Like that's his. Uh, well, you were like, wait, you'd understand that, Jerry. And uh, <laughs> he just keeps saying it over. Your yeah, I know, but that's yeah. the, but he keeps taking the bait. Like Cam Newton keeps taking the bait on that. Like he's just like like at some point you're just like you'd be like, all right. All right, I'm not going to get in an argument with this kid about this. And he went with the I'm rich line. I actually like that. I, I mean, it's true. 100% honest. It's arrogant, which I but like he, even but he more. Did in a I late, love it. In a later release video, he went right yeah, up to yeah. the kid and had a, had a talk with the kid and handled it the right way. Right, because he probably realized he, he, you know, jumped the gun a little bit. But so what? Yeah, I mean, but, the kid but it, obviously has no respect for him. So I mean to to to, to go say could you imagine saying that to like I no. could even imagine saying that to like a, my a high school kid if I was at a, ba- a basketball or football camp it's just different it's just you're you're able to just go out and and trash people and I, I he probably thought he was on you know he was on Instagram or or Twitter and he didn't realize that he was actually in person and being confronted by the person he was insulting and all of a sudden it got real on him and the kid just didn't really know what to say so he just said kept saying you're a free agent you're a free agent and the, 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 that, i mean the story is this kid who's whatever 16 mm-hmm. and you know he's bragging about how fast he is and everything else but anyway the kid feels so emboldened and so arrogant that he's literally heckling a former nfl mvp yep to his face Heisman trophy winner Heisman, and, and i'm thinking and number one pick in the draft we yep. all know what he's accomplished and I'm thinking of when I was anywhere near a professional athlete, uh, you know, not that it was ever an MVP. Uh, like I was, I was uh, once near, uh, you know, John Kennedy is mutes. They used to call him super sub. He was a utility guy for the Boston Red Sox. And he spoke at a banquet I was at. And I'm like in awe going, that guy played in the big leagues. That guy, you know, he was a nobody. And most people don't know him to this day, but he played in the big leagues and I was in on, I got his autograph and I was, you know, right. cherished it. This guy's within, you know, you know, a few feet of a former NFL MVP and is, he thinks it's a good time to heckle him. And I don't know if it's the fault of whatever Twitter or Instagram or social media. Well, I mean, if someone was filming it, like there, it didn't just, oh, all of a sudden it just popped up. Like there was, he was definitely probably put on a dare. I bet so he was performing. Like, you won't call out. You won't call him out. And he's like, "All right, film this." And then he went out on it, and that's why it's out there. All and right. Well, let's definitely what happened. I will let's say go. it's a little hard to understand the back and forth because it's kind of chaotic and and a lot of noise. But let's play Cam Newton's encounter with it with a young camper. You ask. You're a free agent. You're a free agent. I'm rich. You're a free agent. I'm rich. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're a free agent. I'm rich. You're a free agent. I'm rich. He's still a free agent. Let me talk to your dad. Let me talk to your dad. 
Where's your dad? You's a free agent. Where's your dad? You's a free agent. You's a free agent. You ass. Talk to Let me do it. Where's your dad? Where's your pop? It's a lot of that. That's a great line. I'm not talking to little boys. You asked or you ass. Like, like you, you're about to be poor, as the kid actually says, yeah. because he says, I'm rich. But he just keeps going at him. This kid, I mean, and maybe Cam, it's... Cam Newton made $5 million last year in endorsements. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, this, who gives a shit if he doesn't play football? He, he's made 100, what, probably $150 million in his career to yes, this point in right. football. And he also, yeah, but he also... I think he has part of his endorsement deal with Under Armour is that he owns, you know, stock in the company as well so that's something that's perpetual rich. wealth right he's, he's, so he's not wrong in saying he's rich he's actually should have said i'm wealthy because yeah. he's not just like rich is like you know some you know have a lot of money wealthy is you're signing checks for rich people so i this think punk, uh, i think he's punk, i would consider him wealthy this punk kid says you're about to be poor right to his face and the kid's got like expensive headphones. And I mean, the kid looked like a little spoiled brat. And I don't, I don't know if he's uh, Cam Newton starts looking for his father. And there's another video where he's the coaches trying to, you know, get in the middle. The coach who's wearing a mask, by the way, get in the middle and apologize to Cam and, and lower the temperature. And Cam's like, no, no, you know, it's done. It's between me and this kid. And the thing with Newton is he had a terrible year, right? He might not be, he's probably not a starting quarterback in the NFL anymore. But the one thing that he's been hailed for is handling himself off the field. Teammates love him. The coaches love him. The media loves him. He said a lot, all the right things. He, he handled a really tough situation very well. And according to, to him, that he does this a lot. He goes around, speaks to camps, speaks to kids. I'm not sure he's doing it for the money. And this kid thinks, you know what? I'll heckle the guy. He showed up here to help us, to teach us, just to – you know, treat us to uh, whatever his his knowledge, and I'm going to heckle him. Well, that's just Ooh. not all works anymore. It just doesn't work like that anymore. Everyone wants to get their fame and attention, and right now that kid who's getting, you know, what it lit up is just like, well, I got 90 million views on my uh, video that I made, and that's what that's how he looks at it. It's not about the disrespect, or it's not about Cam Newton's legacy, who is tremendous with charities and time and and offers that he does with other people. No one. You know, that's not the talking point. The talking point is this video and how this kid's 15 minutes of fame is out there because now he's got 80 million people that have seen this video or 90 million people. And and he's the talk on, on that, whether he's getting roasted or whatever. But he's like, I still got it out there. Are you what would you do if that were your son? I would be so embarrassed. I'd be so disgusted. If my uh, son taunted someone like that. Not someone taunting the NFL MVP. I mean, any, you're right. Anybody, if he taunts any adults or him, right. You know, Treats him with such disrespect, but treating a guy who's volunteering on, and I right. again, do you think Cam Newton's getting paid for this? Getting paid no. for this appearance? No, he's he definitely set this up through his foundation. I think it's like his like, um, you know, he, they were doing seven on seven. It was a seven on seven camp, and he had right. a bunch of teams, and he obviously asked the kid how he did later on with it. But that's something that he does through his foundation for kids that don't have the opportunities to do it. And he brings coaches, volunteer coaches that come there to do it. Vol players come there. I'm sure he pays, you know, out of his own pocket, he'll pay players to come and go, hey, can you teach at my camp? That, that happens a lot. They do that. Um, so as if it's not enough of a challenge, yeah, I'm looking at, i uh, got a bunch of stories in front of me. Unnamed heckler, unnamed kid. They don't name him, I guess. He's a kid. 
He's a minor. Uh, I don't think you can do that. But, but he's, he's definitely going to be on his Instagram and, account. You know, <laughs> it's his, it's right. his event. He's donating his time. It's right. his charity. He is literally in the huddle with the kids, yeah. like listening to plays, advising them, like just complete. Dist- it's a, it's. A new, I mean, it's not a, even a professional. Not world. even a professional athlete. If that was like my sons were talking to a referee that way. Yeah, I know. That's who's I mean, not a professional or anything. They would the 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 ear pull would be immediately introduced, and that would be humiliating to them so it wouldn't happen again if this were the coach the coach is there there are coaches and if this were the coach you'd be disgusted but everyone came to cam newton's defense and i guess i am too even though he says i'm rich telling a 15 year old kid he's He's not wrong (laughs) (laughs) he's not wrong and and he says you're about to be poor i mean what the hell is going through this kid's mind but i just wish the kid would have had a little more creative you know stuff going back and forth is like, it like, he would have been like, you had 12 interceptions and eight touchdowns this year. You trash. It's so absurd. Like if you're Cam Newton, I, I, I don't know what to expect him, how to respond in that moment. Cause it's like, it's well, your event. Just, you would think a kid would be like excited to see you. You're just completely caught off guard. Cam Newton. The one thing I think everyone has noticed from, you know, I obviously followed him before he got to new England, but the one thing you very, you notice he's an emotional guy. He speaks from his heart. You look right. at all his interviews. He does that. Remember the, when he had to do the interview after the Super Bowl the loss, when he's in the and all, the, and you could hear the other team celebrate, and he got vilified because he didn't want to do, you know, you're listening to the other team win the Super Bowl and like right next to you, and his interview was just, you know, people mad that he was short and mean about it and stuff. He's a passionate guy, and he's sometimes maybe he jumps gets ahead of his skis, but so what? At least he's real. I, well, I like that. I don't care. I'm I'm happy he did it. I think he got criticized mostly for not jumping on a fumble that that in that game mute. But you're right. right. He's he wears his heart on his sleeve. And in this case, if you think it was hard to uh, understand, decipher who was talking and saying what in the video, he doesn't make it any easier when he does when does an Instagram post and makes his uh, gives you his explanation because he's into this weird font. <laughs> Did you see his? And yeah. I'm telling you, it'll give you a headache trying to read this. Um, I don't even know how you do that or why you would do that. I understand if you have like three words in a post and then you do that weird font, but he's got a long, ex- long explanation from the heart about what he was doing there and how he volunteers and how the kid was disrespectful, but it's hard to read because it's all these weird letters. I like it. And it just took me some time to get through it. You liked it? Yeah. I, I wanted it just to write it simple and, and tell his side of the story. And he did, but it was the last white, Jerry. This is just, just coming back to it. I mean, just, you just, I think I, I got each his, story uh, is just coming back to this. I, I don't need to say about, I think I got his name and he did the weird, like he did like the notes app apology and then like no status. He just tagged Cam Newton and ESPN and Barstool. I don't know. It's right. just, uh, just, just let it be. Maybe right. I, I guess have, I don't know how to handle it, but, a kid that age writing the the full fledged apology like that I, I don't know it's weird it's not worth it yeah do, do you have the Cam Newton Instagram post in front of you Dave because I, I I mean okay I'll I'll pop it up here and I'll try to read it uh, it was should be good <laughs> well it's just hard to read why does he do this why does he make it so hard stop provoking Jerry stop why would you want to make it hard to read i mean in, you're on instagram don't you want people to read it and like it and share it and it's actually it's not the worst idea in the world because you have to actually really focus on the content I mean, to read exactly. it exactly so your attention is is fully engaged when you try to pull it off here's his latest post i'm not changing the way i type get over it you post your way i'll post mine it's okay. it. yes. it's Draw line and screw you 
I guess he's talking to me and boy, yep. he loves, he loves him. He got posting, you know, no grown man. I don't care if you're in the shape Camden's and should post pictures of himself shirtless. I'm sorry that you're, you're a grown up. That's, that's, you know, a little bit over the top, a little bit much. Do you post? I just, I just did. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's hot. Yeah. I mean, the only guy. Yeah, I, sure I like it. Shattuck does that, but I understand, you know, why you got a lot, you got a, something to brag about. He's in a, isn't he like in a wrestling rink when he's doing that? <laughs> you know, I, you know, Cam Newton seems like a nice guy. Again, I hope he gets a job somewhere. I hope he um, finds a nice situation where he can be the backup for like four million a year, be there like Taylor Hig Hinky. Is the name Hinky? Hinky. Heineke, Taylor Heineke got 4 million a year to be a backup. That's Cam Newton's future. When people in New England say that they haven't ruled out bringing him back, they're just trying to be nice to him, you know, just trying to like throw him a bone and say, yeah, they're, they, they, you know, Belichick still likes him and Josh McDaniel still likes him and they're thinking about bringing him back. They're not thinking about bringing him back. That is the last thing Belichick has in mind as he looks ahead to his QB situation. Would you agree, Mute, that they're never, ever bringing Cam Newton back? You don't want to say never ever, but it's highly unlikely that he's coming back. I would say that uh, that that door has shut for that part of his career. I would, I still think Jimmy Garoppolo is coming back. There's still a lot of quarterback movement about to happen in the uh, NFL. You know, you've, they've already been three big moves, but I think you're going to see some more as this starts getting closer to to draft and uh, once these guys start doing some more workouts because there's a, there's going to be a quarterback craze in the first round and people are going to start maneuvering around. I agree that Jimmy Garoppolo is a much more likely scenario, but when you look at the cost of QBs, it just seems like something, um, unless, you know, Belichick can get him, he, he gave him up for a second rounder when he had a lot of potential. And, and then it was a steal for San Francisco. If he can get him back for less than a first rounder, he could do it. And not that it matters to him. It doesn't, but Patriot nation would be thrilled with that. The price of QBs is so high. Don't you agree that you have to overpay? Uh, you saw what the what the Rams gave up for Matt Stafford. You see what teams are willing to give up for Deshaun Watson. Belichick doesn't often overpay for things. The idea that he would give up, you know, a first rounder and more for a QB, whether it's Watson or someone else out there, just doesn't seem like a Belichick type of thing to do. Well. I think with, with QBs, either you have a great one or you're looking for one. Right. Uh, so if you have an opportunity to get Deshaun Watson, then you do everything in your power to do it. The problem is, is that he's not for sale. Like, I mean, he's they're not they're not trading him. Like, uh, his camp wants him traded. They make that clearly evident in everything that they're putting out there. They want him traded, but they're not going to – Houston's not going to trade him. Nick Casario's, you know, came came down there from from New England. He's not going to make that move. It's he's a, They're like, well, they did it for J.J. Watt. Well, it's – you know, J.J. Watt did have a good year, but he's definitely in the different part of his career than Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's just about to enter a prime that could last 12 to 15 years. You just don't give that away for nothing. Well, I, so, and plus, plus, they're racist. Uh, that's what Mike Florio said because they accommodated J.J. Watt, who's 31 – Who's mm -hmm. been hurt? Who's been hurt a million times? Who's making yeah. seventeen? And they won't accommodate the twenty-five-year-old guy who's made three Pro Bowls in four years and is a stud. 
So if you're Mike Florio or Deadspin, you say it must be race because that's what they say about everything. Well, but you just got to work on it. It's a relationship that's fractured. It's not going to be easy, but they got to fix it. it. They And they can, I think, that, but you just can't get rid of him just because he wants to. I think sometimes you have to work through it and have that uncomfortable conversation. But I agree. The only, the only way they trade him, in my opinion, is if Casario and company um, love Tua. Now, Tua, you'd be buying low because he didn't have a good year, and he's there's still a question if he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. But if you love him and his potential, then you make the deal with Miami. You get their uh, third pick in the draft, correct? Right. Third pick in the draft and Tua and one or two other picks. That is a mother load, and you say Tua's going to be good. And and you already know Watson is good, but but I agree with you. When you got a stud like Sean Watson, you say, yeah. we understand. I, I'm that. not convinced Tua is going to be great. There's just stuff that I watch that I, I just doubt if he has the ability to, to make some of the NFL throws that everyone kind of said that he could. He just either they didn't allow him to do it in Miami last year or he lacked the ability and they were really trying to rein him in and not let him really throw some stuff. But he didn't really show a lot of stuff that made me say, wow, he can really power the ball down the field and make a lot of those NFL throws. They didn't give him a lot, but I'd have a tough time still trading. I know what Deshaun Watson is, and Deshaun Watson had one of the, the three best you know, statistical years uh, in the NFL. Uh, if you look at what he did, and he, he's a winner, man. I, I'll take him any any day of the week. I'd give up. I would, I I would do the Mike Ditka thing where he gave up his whole draft for Ricky Williams. I would do that for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Didn't work out though, mute. Sorry. No, it didn't. But you got to go big, Jerry. I I think again, it's the only way they would do it is if they like Tua and and maybe Casario does, and maybe he's got a you know good relationship with Brian Flores or something, and they say this is going to be good for both teams because if they do deal him, and they I don't think they will. I'm with you. You got a stud like Watson, you just say no, sorry, we're not dealing you. But if they do decide to deal him, they're going to look good because there's going to be so much coming back their way and they're rebuilding and it's going to be like, yeah, they needed all those picks and they got a bunch of picks, but right. well, I mean, the, you look at what Indy gave for Wentz, even like a guy that was owed a ton of money, right? Huge right. extension and wanted out, had verbally said that he wanted out and had had a terrible year that he's benched and he still got, you know, a couple second round draft picks, even with all the other stuff. So if you have a QB market, that's uh, the way that it is. If someone thinks that you're, you're a guy and that you could be one of those top 10 QBs, there's no price. People aren't willing to pay to get that. That's, that's amazing evidence. I mean, they're, they don't know if Carson Wentz is, is perpetually broken there, but he, he is broken and they still paid that to get him. If that doesn't tell you the desperation of the quarterback market, then I don't know what else does. And, and the fact of the matter is the Patriots have no options right now. None. It, well, there'll be, I mean, would you, would you trade for Sam Darnold and then they're going to draft a QB, say the Jets draft, whatever, yep. they Sack Wilson, they're going to trade right. Darnold. Uh, would you trade for Miss Trubisky? They're going to get someone else's. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I would trade for Darnold. I would go for Darnold over Trubisky. Uh, I think Darnold has just been in a terrible situation with the Jets. They haven't really done a good job of surrounding him with protection uh, to be successful. I think he, I mean, he showed the pedigree that he can he can make some plays if given the the proper. The question is is he is he broken after these couple you know two three years? You've seen his class. Baker Mayfield has done better than him. Um, 
you, you know, you, you look at that. Josh Rosen is another guy who was, he's, you know, didn't get a chance, was highly re, uh, regarded coming out of college that time. He's done nothing. Uh, I, I don't know. Is Darnold broken? That's the question. Can you fix him after everything that he's gone through? And sometimes it's a lot harder to do, and it's just they're past the point of no return. He I like Allen coming out of college. I thought he was deserving of being the number one pick, but he definitely hasn't played that way so far. Well, he, you know, we've seen him a lot in New England, and he's he's just not accurate. I mean, you can't – I don't know how strong his arm is, but it's not accurate. He's so many just airmailed throws and just bad throws. So I wouldn't say Darnold is your answer, but he'll be available because the Jets, like everyone, when they get a chance to draft a young stud QB, I was thinking – the Patriots might have a shot at Zach Wilson when I saw him playing that bowl game. And then he just moved up. Good QBs just move up. And by the draft, just, yeah, the, that always happens. The day the draft happens. comes along, the guy you thought was going to be the 10th or 12th or 15th pick is going second or third. And it's going to happen again. And the Jets are not going to be able to resist. And that's what happened with Trubisky, to right? be honest. Like he got all that pub and he moved up. And, and they traded, they, right, they traded up for him, yep. correct? Yes, yeah, but that ain't going to happen. But all right, let me talk about Shea before we get to one more football story. Mute. Uh, Deion Sanders made his debut and there were uh, <laughs> mixed, mixed results to say the least from Dion. But I have a question for you about uh, the first game of Dion's coaching career. But first, let me tell you what Shea can do for you. These guys are the best, the best in the business, whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase. Shea has great values with designs for any home available in concrete. You can customize your steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, they remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. And just like that, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense. This is an investment in your home. You pick out the steps. You sit in the window and watch on some cold winter day. They will do the rest. They'll put the new steps in, and you will be thrilled. Trust me on this. You can learn more about Shea's Concrete Steps at SheaConcrete.com, or just give them a call or stop in and visit and see what they got to offer. That is Shea Concrete. All right, mute man, I got a question for you. Let me see if I have this right. You're a uh, college football uh, guru, college football analyst. Can you tell me who the Edward Waters Tigers are? Uh, no. Uh, the answer to that is what is no. <laughs> I, I, My first thing when I went looking for the Deion Sanders, obviously was big on Twitter, is his debut at Jackson State. He's the head coach, and uh, I'm not rooting for him. I don't you – know, I'm not a big Deion fan. I've dealt with him a few times. He's pretty damn arrogant, to say the least, and uh, – uh, I assume this is a stepping stone. He gets, you know, has a good year at Jackson State, and he's on his way to the big time, unless unless he decides coaching is too hard or too time consuming, and then he'll go back into TV or whatever. But anyway, I look and I see one fifty three nothing. They were up thirty one nothing at the half. Jackson State was so I say, who's he playing? It's an NAIA school called Edward Waters. Do I have that right? Yes, Edward Waters College. Yep. Edward Waters College, it still amazes me that I've been around for a while and there's schools, there's teams that I've never, I've never heard that, that team. I've never heard of that school. Uh, where is it? Do you have it in front of you? Dave? Uh, I don't, uh, don't know where it is. It's got to be nearby. Edward, let me look it up. I Edward. imagine it wasn't a long commute yeah. for them. Um, <laughs> I don't think Deion Sanders has um, 
illusions of coaching at a big time college football. You don't. Program. I don't think so. I know he went into the Florida State for the interview, and I, from what I'd heard, that the, the interview went poorly. Ooh. Uh, that he went in and it just didn't, there wasn't much of a plan, uh, which I think some of the other people were concerned about. He kind of went in like, this is my name. We're going to get big time recruits. We're going to get facilities. And they're like, well, how are you going to do it? And there wasn't anything to it. But now, I mean, he's, he's partnered with Barstool in this. So it's more of a documentary slash, you know, like in the day in the life of a well, coach it's, slash it's not more, Hall of it's Famer. Not more of, it, it literally is. <laughs> yeah. docu- they're literally making it. So I don't know if any other college is going to be willing to do that. Maybe it works. And, and I hope he works because I like his personality. I've always liked Deion Sanders. Is he arrogant? Absolutely. But he was the best cover corner of all time. Uh, and I mean, he wasn't much of a tackler, but it was he was a guy that could change games. And uh, he, he backed it up on the field and he, he was not afraid to, to tell you about it. And he he walked the walk and he, you know, he brought style and flair to the game. Jerry Rice hated him, too, by the way. I've seen some football life stuff that they did not like each other very much. Well, he um, he got his <clears throat> excuse me his first W for Jackson State from Jackson, Mississippi, over Edward Waters from Jacksonville, Florida, and they got what they wanted from J- from Dion already. One game in, they got attention. I mean, the, just recruiting wise, I'm sure Jackson State has already uh, done better than they ever have. And I'm watching before the game. There was a lot of you know Twitter buzz. And Troy Aikman shows up just to watch, you know, Deion Sanders debut. Um, that things like that, big time guys. You know, he, you know, he has some former NFLers on his staff. You know that they'll show up at the games, especially if he starts winning and you know goes to the playoffs or whatever. But uh, I can't imagine that he has. I want to say the work ethic, but you know, how, you got to be totally insane to be a Division One, like a great Division One coach. I mean, you have to be. It's a lot I, of work. You're spending hours and hours in the office. You're not watching tape. You're recruiting. And I don't think you can say, yeah, I'm I'm part-time. I'm also doing, uh, you know, barstool, you know, podcasts and I'm doing documentaries. I mean, you have to immerse yourself into this insane life. And if if you're going to win, if you're going to be Dabo Sweeney or or Nick Saban, you got to be unhinged. Well, I I see that you you definitely have to have a certain uh, mentality for it, but in major division one college programs or, and even at, you know, at Jackson state, the, the head coach is more of a CEO. Um, you don't see a lot of, they're not doing a lot of scheme and stuff like that. That's what their assistants do. Now those guys are in there and doing a ton of work as well, but um, you know, the 18 hours a day in the office, recruiting, watching tape, putting together game plan, yada, yada, yada. But the, the head coaches have so many other responsibilities to the program that they're, they're in there, but they're at a high level, a higher level of that. Yeah. But, so I think that, yeah, but Deion Sanders can just walk in and show some Super Bowl rings. It's that he doesn't even need to, he'll learn the kid's name as he's walking in the door. <laughs> I mean, that's, he doesn't, he doesn't need much to do that. If you're, you know, you're another college program, you don't have the resume of Deion Sanders, like Nick Saban can go in and, and obviously we've all seen the, you know, his video, that was out there on uh, his Zoom call with one of his recruits. Like he's right. got the, the status, 
but not many other people can walk in with a resume of like Deion Sanders into a room and he doesn't, he doesn't even need to know the kid. He'll just be like, Hey, do you want to come here and play? This is what I do. Here's my staff. And then the kid decides. I don't, I don't believe the, the media angle you just brought up either. Cause all these head football coaches are doing, they're doing enough of these coaches shows and press that maybe Dion is a little bit elevated on that level. He's mm-hmm. doing a tiny bit more, but it's not the end of the world. It's in comparison. I, I guarantee you Saban has his weekly hour radio show, just like the Boston college coaches have. Right. So, you know, it's not that big of a deal, but there's a reason. And, and they make sure they call him coach. Remember a guy last year right. a went on the rate press conference and called him Nick. Nick. And yeah. another report jumped in and said, so show some respect. His name is Coach Saban. That's the kind of media he's dealing with in Tuscaloosa. Like There's a reason there aren't many great NFL all-time greats who become head coaches, unlike you know, basketball in the NFL. It's a different world. It's so hard. It's so demanding. If you're Deion Sanders or you know, you name it, Jerry Rice or Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, you don't need it you don't need that life and that life is so hard you have money you have fame you've got tv things to do and all kinds of businesses going on if you you really have to love you know the coaching life to immerse yourself into that crazy world even well, though you don't need it yeah i thought i i agree on that aspect um of it because it's you've you sacrificed all that and you've you great and made a lot of money that you don't want to have to invest that time and effort but I also think that another angle to look at it, why you don't see a lot of very successful players do that, is because of their mentality and that which made them great makes them unable to relate to players that aren't great, that right. aren't willing to put the time and effort into it. And because of that, they can't get the best out of the team because they can't instill their mentality um, towards those other players. And they don't know how to deal with them because they never had to when they were playing. They were just focused on their career and making everybody else better um, around them. They didn't care about the guys that got washed away. And uh, now as, as a coach, you have to do that. So, And, and you, if people can't make the sacrifices you did, you just can't relate to them. And I think that's the biggest reason why you don't see a lot of uh, hyper-successful players become very good coaches. What's your over-under on how long Deion Sanders lasts at Jackson State? How long? I mean, he'll last this season and maybe another one tops. Right. And he'll do well. He's recruited, he's recruited good players. And Is his son playing? Doesn't his son play yeah, there? Yeah, he's I believe so. Back there, right? I believe his son right. went there, even though he was a Division One prospect. He got a few Division One prospects. Um, and, uh, you know, he's got some studs. So he'll win as long as he keeps playing Edward Waters, which I believe won one game last year. Um, uh, but... Uh, and there'll be news. Here's what's going to happen with Dion. There'll be things like happened Saturday when he won his debut and afterwards was very upset, even though he got the Gatorade bath and won his first game. And it was very, because he said people stole his stuff. He stole his belongings, watches, wallets, credit cards. And he was very upset. Then after someone said it didn't actually happen, then he said, yes, it did. And he got his stuff back. And he said he knew someone who witnessed the the robbery, which is bizarre. If they witnessed the robbery, why didn't they stop it? <laughs> Call the cops right away. But anyway, can we hear from Dion when he first thought that all his stuff was stolen and he wasn't going to get it back? Can we play that? God bless you. Appreciate you and everything. I'm pissed off right now because I have mixed emotions. We won. Kids played really well. But while the game was going on, somebody came in and stole every darn thing I had in my locker room in the coach's office. Yeah. Credit cards, wallet, watches. Thank God I had on my necklaces. How? 
So when I talk about equality and raising the standards, and that goes for everyone, man. Not just the people on the field, not just the coaches, not just the teachers, not just the faculty, but that's everybody, security in everybody. So how do you think it feels coming back after just teary-eyed because the guys and presented me with the game ball, one of the best moments I've ever had in my professional sports career emotionally. And then you go into your locker room, your coach's office to digress, and you notice and you don't even have a phone to, to call your mama, to call your girl, to call your, your kids because it's been stolen. You don't even have the the scully hats that you wore here. We're going to find out who did it. They, they found out who did it. They got this stuff back, and he said there was a witness. And because right afterwards, someone said it didn't happen. You know, they just, some security guard saw all the valuables and put it somewhere to for safekeeping. So he was wrong, and he didn't like that. So he came back and said, it was stolen, but we got it back. So we got everything back. But here's what's going to happen. Deion Sanders, I don't know how many games is going to win mute, but there will always be controversy. There will be uh, you know, drama. There's always drama around Dion. Some of it is orchestrated. Some of it maybe maybe not, but he will. this is why he's at Jackson State, because they want to be on the map. They want to be. They want to buzz around the program, and he will provide it. I can guarantee you that. Well, without a doubt, that's that's the whole reason that he came about. I, I guess is like, did someone like like one of the administrators or security see that it was out, and they just like grabbed it yeah. and like we can't like have this in exposed locker room, so they went yeah. and put it somewhere. Well, that's what that's what they're still trying to figure out because the tweets were saying that somebody uh, he was saying that somebody on his staff saw a girl try to snatch it, and somebody on his staff basically like obviously controlled the situation and took it back but he right. didn't find that out till later and okay. put it somewhere safe and he got yeah. everything okay. back and he got to call his girl which i was hoping you know and when you're that age you don't say i couldn't call my girl <laughs> call, call his mother i guess um, at the end of the day like this is this is what they paid for right this right. is what, this is what they wanted to be authentic Absolutely. he doesn't have to go the belichick route and not care and and or, or i mean and sweep it under the rug and not say anything and be professional they want him to live out exactly what he's experiencing and it's a good 100% yeah. Dion. that's yeah. what they want yeah. no no unfiltered and i think that's, and, that's what they're going to get maybe that was and, part of the thing too hey let's steal his wallet see what he does Post <laughs> game. After I'm telling one. you, get ready. There will be lots of stuff like this because that's what they paid for, and that's what he brings. And Dion loves attention. I, 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 my experience with Dion once I was with Sports Illustrated doing a story on him when he was, you know, the two sport star. And I'm in Cincinnati at a Reds game when he played for the Reds, and we end up talking after the game for like an hour, and the whole place was empty. Every player was gone, coaches, managers, they were gone, and it was just us. And he rode his bike to the stadium to. uh uh, Riverfront, Riverfront, River Cincinnati, and yep. and I was there, and it was I think it was after midnight, and he started crying, and he got all emotional about his family and his you know struggles and everything, and I the whole time I was wondering, is he performing for me or is this legit? You know, it was he can get very emotional and very animated and dramatic, and he did, and I mean I liked him okay, but I never was. 
quite sure if he was performing for Sports Illustrated or if it was legit. <laughs> you doubted his authenticity in the interview? Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. Just like it's I doubted it right there. I doubted it right there. Typical, Jerry. Sometimes it's just a good story. He's been through it. He was pouring his heart out to you, and you were like, oh, this is fake. I, just I'm pretty sure I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt, and I, I can go back and see what I wrote, but I'm pretty sure I gave him the, I, I wrote something positive. You regret that you did that? Did you, should you have shown your skepticism in the article? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I still don't know if he was uh, totally on the level. He is, he is um, you know, an interesting guy, and he likes all the attention on him, and that's what they hired him for, and that's what they're going to get. And I'm oh, not- I, I didn't, I didn't watch the whole press conference, so maybe some of it is out of out of context. But it does feel weird to be, like, like my approach to that would have been, you stole my shit, but nothing's going to take away from my first win at Jackson State type mentality. His was, I just won. It was a great experience. I couldn't call my wife and kids, which is or, or my my girl and kids, and which sucks, and actually is kind of a human reaction. Right. But it's taking away from the team win to so you know what I mean. Yeah, so it is my stuff got stolen yeah people need to be better there's priorities people need to be better my stuff got stolen although I respect what, that. Do you, what do you suppose dion's watch is worth right just his watch uh, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of income streams that dion sanders i think he, he sure does he figured, I, yeah. I bet he has insurance too so let this be a lesson wear your watch to the next game he said he kept his chains on see smart yes. move Yep. Right. Why, why wouldn't you keep your credit cards in your wallet and keep it in your pocket you're a coach you're not a player um, but you're right. You I don't know. Look. I would. I would be. You get excited in the moment. You don't want your wallet popping out in the middle of the field. I guess you never know. That's and your phone. I'm surprised he left his phone in the locker room. Didn't have yeah. checking his, texting during the game. Checking his mentions, seeing how much attention he's getting. But you see, Troy Aikman shows up, and I'm again. I'm not sure why he's there, but whatever. They're friends. A big hug, and Aikman walked around with a gallon of water because for some reason there was no water like in the stadium. And, you know, Aikman's kind of a weirdo. He's a, one of these, you know, Brady types with this strange diet and lifestyle. And he just walked around with a gallon of water the whole day. It was a little weird. But, hey, Aikman, there, there will be many, many days like this with Dion at Jackson State. They get what they paid for. They get the big W, and they also got a little bit of drama, which is what Dion brings. All right, mute. That went by too fast. I, I – I do think, you know, you were very good today, but you were a little too white, and I need next time you to be less white, okay? Well, That's you, need to, you need to go to Cancun, Jerry, and get in touch with some uh, the real side here and stop just uh, hiding here in Massachusetts. I think you need uh, you to know, I, was, I did laugh. You know, I, do, I, I, I'm, I did laugh at some of the uh, shots that Cruz took when they, when the Photoshop photo of him with the braids showed up immediately. You that know, was the, pretty good. I like that. that. That's that was pretty good. Um, I guess, you know, he's following the rules. He's trying to be less white. And uh, Cruz got braids in Cancun. And when he was giving out water, he's, he's kind of fat, too. I never knew Ted Cruz was that fat when he uh, showed up at the airport and they had all the cameras. Yeah, the guy who supposedly plays a lot of basketball is a little too chubby. That's right. He played uh, and, uh, Jimmy Kimmel or who did he play in one-on-one? Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. Well, he challenged Kimmel to one-on-one. He used to play uh, at... I think he went to Duke Law School. Is that right? I think he, well, he went to Harvard. He was, uh, Alan Dershowitz said he was the smartest student he ever had. He's a brilliant guy. And I'm glad he's on my team because he's a great debater. But boy, he gave them plenty of material over the weekend and he took his lumps. He took a beating just for, uh, you know, going away for 12 hours. But anyway, all right. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more to say because Ted Cruz is like Deion Sanders. He's always, in, there's always drama, he's always in the middle of it. 
but uh, we will leave it there. Mute. Thanks uh, a lot, pal. We will talk to you again soon. And thanks to uh, Shea Concrete and DCU and Allied Paving. And thanks to uh, our friends at GovX. We appreciate it. And uh, I know there was a lot more to get to, Cullinane, but uh, we'll, uh, there's always tomorrow. Did I miss anything really? Well, I was I was disappointed that there weren't any uh, Lake Tahoe NHL takes out of Jerry Callahan over the weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. The scenery was beautiful. It was. That was pretty sick. Great hockey. I mean, I watched uh, like a period and nothing happened. And then I flipped away and then came back, I don't know, three minutes later. Yeah, it was three to two. Yeah. It was three to two. I flipped away. Two minutes later, I went back. It was six to two. So I yeah. missed three goals in like a minute and a half. But, uh, I didn't uh, get into the whole atmosphere that the it was pretty sick. I mean, watching watching them take us the face offs and the sunset in the background. It was it, it was pretty sick. It was. It, yeah. it is crazy how sunlight can affect uh, ice. It's a it's a weird situation how that plays out. Yeah, but uh, but they got the games ice. in either way. So they did, and uh, there were no fans, and I guess that was okay because there were nowhere to put the fans at this game. So. Um, are they going to have fans in, in like in Boston for? I, I think I heard, I saw a little tweet out there that 20% capacity at the garden in March, right? I think right. I saw Columbus is starting to bring fans into uh, a lot of people are starting. I mean, the numbers have dramatically uh, gone down. So I don't know what your, weeks. I don't know what your buddy's bitching about 20% coming in March. The fours will be back packed right there. At, uh, no, there's right nothing there. I don't there's know. Nothing there. Oh, they'll have something in there. Nope. Now. Oh, it's gone. It's totally gone. There's not a thing there. It's, it's desolate. Nothing but rats and litter. And it's, it's gone. The neighborhood roll a couple of pegs in there. That's about but it. If you put, 20% as we saw like with the Super Bowl it makes all the difference that many people can make a lot of noise and it just looks and sounds like a real game they should have done that a long time ago obviously it's not a big risk when you put uh, when you can socially distance and wear your mask and all that there's no reason there shouldn't be fans in the stands for everything for football for baseball for basketball and hockey just do it enough is enough so now, you know I'm I, I, I don't think we have to check with Dr. Fauci on this one. We should just go ahead and do it. And grandparents should go ahead and see their grandchildren after they get vaccinated. I can't believe this, this, this egomaniac huckster Fauci flip flop. Fauci says, no, it's not time for parents, grandparents to see their grandkids even after they get vaccinated. You know what? Go screw Fauci. Why are people still listening? I don't understand. Wait, why? Well, is he didn't that, even. He didn't wait, even actually say that? anything. I don't. I don't know why he's going on television and not actually giving out advice. He didn't have. He wouldn't even give out the re, like an actual opinion on the topic. But then said that I I am vaccinated and I'm not seeing my family. Oh, that's, you know what? That's because he's too busy doing TV interviews. He doesn't care about his family. All he cares about is being on CNN and MSNBC and being on with Chris Wallace on Fox. I mean, the guy is just addicted to the camera he is just such a friggin a narcissist why would anyone listen to him he's been wrong about everything so why do people still listen to this 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 bureaucrat this 80 year old bureaucrat why does he matter to people imagine being a grandparent you get vaccinated you haven't seen your grandkids in 11 months and you say no i'm not going to go because dr fauci said it's not time who would ever do that nobody Good. Uh, people didn't do that during the holidays. There were spikes. I can I can vouch that that didn't happen. Uh, when I went to Florida, we saw grandparents and uh, they're vaccinated. So I think everyone's, uh, you know, they hear him saying it. They're just going to live their own lives at this point in time. It seems that way. Good. That's what we should all do. We should all try to live our, lo our own lives and to try to be less white. We're working on it, Mute. All right, let's leave it there. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will do it again tomorrow. Thank you.
Why am I stopping? You, no one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.